Chaz Holder with Holder Wealth Management with me today, investment firm here in town. Chaz, good morning to you. Happy New Year. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show. Happy New Year to you. So what is uh, the latest in the world of investing? <laughs> Volatility <laughs> okay. is the latest. Um, if you've paid attention to news headlines in the past past few months, you'll notice that the stocks have been swinging pretty wildly. Um, so there's been plenty of volatility in equity markets. And unfortunately, this has led to uh, pretty bleak fourth quarters for, uh, for stocks, uh, both U.S. stocks and international stocks. So really all major U.S. indices uh, corrected. That's a drop of 10% um, or more from a recent peak. And the NASDAQ actually briefly entered bear market territory, and that's a drop of 20% from a recent peak. Yeah, we've uh, seen and heard about all the big changes uh, you know, in stock prices. How did that affect things for the year? So the fourth quarter, actually, it was bad enough. It brought the U.S. stocks to negative territory for the entire year of 2018. It was the first time in history that the S&P 500 had positive returns for the first three quarters and actually ended up negative for the whole year. Uh, the S&P for 2018 returned uh, a negative 4.4%. And the U.S. wasn't alone with this trend. International and emerging market stocks also had a tough year. The MSCI All Country World Index returned a minus 12.8% for 2018. So actually, relative to international stocks, U.S. Uh, did a little bit better. So not a good uh, quarter for stocks. And uh, you know, what, what, what do you think was the cause of this? Well, I think you can point the finger at a couple of things. First and foremost is the concern investors have with global growth. There are increasing signs of, of lagging growth forecasts, corporate earnings concerns. And I think a good portion of this stems from the U.S.-China trade wars. It has investors worried about the future. Since trade talks have begun in earnest, market volatility has subsided a bit. But investors really don't like uncertainty. And you saw this when, when the trade war was at its highest. And you also see this when there are steps towards a resolution. The markets react accordingly. You know, I think if we can get some agreement made in 2019, we'll see some normalizing in equity markets as mm -hmm. a result of that. Um, and it's interesting to point out, Jim, that, that while most stock markets globally suffered declines in 2018, most global economies actually grew in 2018. So now, how does that work if economies are growing, but stock prices are falling? So that's a good question. It's really, it's really answered how investors price securities. Investors look as far into the future as they think they can see. And a price, uh, and price of a stock is really based on all of those anticipated future events. Now, of course, generally predicting the future, as we maintain, is impossible. So investors oftentimes are wrong. Uh, but stock prices really do reflect the investors' expectations on all relevant data now and what they think uh, will happen into the future. Um, so when we have pricing like that, um, you know, we, we look at future events, mm -hmm. but global economies are really measured, or their growth is measured, not by what happens in the future, but what's happened in the past. Um, and so this help, helps explain why stocks are really priced um, based on future expectations, and the economies are doing well based on current data, but they don't always have to be in sync. 
Now, how does uh, how does that all tie into uh, with the Fed interest rates, the yeah, Fed and the interest rates? Exactly. So the Fed and the interest rates, it's a great question because the Federal Reserve has been gradually increasing their target interest rate. And that usually has an adverse effect on stocks. Um, when interest rates go up, stock prices go down. And that's generally the rule. And the Fed is largely focused on their mandated goals of low unemployment and also maximizing economic output, and this while maintaining the inflation rate. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're focused on. And to do this, the Fed largely looks at current economic data, um, and this data continues to be relatively strong. For example, low unemployment rate. Um, we still have GDP growth that's pretty good. So the Fed has been raising interest rates. Meanwhile, the markets, which look into the future, have been declining because there's this growing anxiety of tepid future growth. Um, markets are basically the canary in the cage, mm -hmm. and they've been saying, hey, Fed, what about us? You know, you keep raising these rates, and the, it's hurting us, but the economy's doing well. And it really wasn't until last week that Fed Chairman Powell said, the, said that the Fed was, was also being sensitive to the markets. And in response to that, the markets had a really good day last Friday. Um, and I think these interest rate hikes, it's just, it's, it's probably a second significant component to lagging market returns. Mm -hmm. um, although it's anticipated that 2019, we'll see very few, if any, interest rate hikes from the Fed. Talking with Chaz Holder with Holder Wealth Management. So what does all this mean for investors? Well, I think the return of volatility is, is not anything that's abnormal. Volatility is really the cost that investors have to pay to achieve the superior returns of stocks. Now, granted, some of the volatility in the fourth quarter um, was a lot higher than average. Mm -hmm. um, if you watch the market on a daily basis, you know some days were tough to stomach. Um, the Dow had the largest single-day point gain of over $1,000, and in that day, there was intraday trading range of um, $1,166. That's a huge range, mm -hmm. and that's just within one day. So that kind of volatility is pretty high. But if you think about where we were just before the fourth quarter of 2018, Markets had generally been pretty placid for a period of almost 10 years. I mean, that's a decade of positive returns and low volatility. So it's easy to get kind of comfortable with that. And when you compare it to where we are today, it can make you feel pretty unsettled. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, discipline investing typically requires making the correct or smart investment decisions over a long period of time. So our investment window should be much larger than just one quarter. And a well-constructed portfolio should be able to withstand quarters like the one we just had. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to predict the future, um, especially in the markets. So if we don't know when the good times are coming or the bad times are coming, we really need to have our money invested all the time. And if we do this in the long run, we should be able to earn the uh, those historic returns that stocks have provided mm -hmm. that are a little bit higher than other investments. Um, and here's another statistic for you, Jim. Mm -hmm. um, that is, in the 12-month period, following 10% declines in stocks, we've had positive returns more than 70% of the time. So if the future is anything like our past, 2019 might actually be a pretty good year. Some uh, good thoughts uh, you shared with us today. Anybody wants to find out more, get in touch. Uh, you know, how, how do we do that? How do we get in touch? So give us a call, Holder Wealth Management. Our phone number is 398 4015. We're here in Champaign, and we'd be happy to meet. All right. Chaz Holder, thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Jim.